Hello, welcome back to The Wire Podcast. I am your host, Ryan McCrary, and before I get into uh, what I want to talk about today, I want to announce that we are getting a new logo. Um, I can't tell you why we're getting a new logo. It's for something special that I can't announce right now, Um, but we're getting a new logo. It's a bit cleaner than the one I had before. Y'all might not be able to see it right now. Uh, I don't know if I'll have it up on the website or the podcast by the time this episode comes out, but be on the lookout for that. Today, I'm going to be finally starting some NFL Draft content. I'm really excited about the 2021 NFL Draft. I like to watch the prospects and get my thoughts on them. Um, and today, I, I'm going to be I'm going to start this series we're going to do on the pod, where I look at a couple of prospects, discuss them, um, discuss their strengths, their weaknesses, and just give you my thoughts on them. We're going to start that today. Um, and, and, and I wanted to start this off with a special episode. We, we are going to be talking about Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, and Trey Lance, the consensus top four quarterbacks in the class. I'm going to be discussing all four of them. Um, I know this is one of the stronger quarterback classes we've seen in a very, very long time. Um, I'm excited to get into it. I've watched all four of these guys. And man, what a special class. I mean, this is, I've been doing this. I've been like scouting the NFL draft. I think this this will, technically I did it in 2018, um, but I didn't really know what I was doing. So this is really the second year I've done this uh, where I really knew what I was talking about. And I, I haven't seen a class this good. This class, this quarterback class is better than last year's class was. And it's arguably the best class we've seen since 2012 uh, when Andrew Luck got drafted. I mean, this is a special class. Um, Now, how do I want to do this? Should I start with Trevor? Let's start with Trey Lance. Um, Trey Lance, quarterback, North Dakota State. Um, He didn't play this year because uh, FCS didn't play. Um, so, and and he plays at North Dakota State, that's an FCS school, they didn't play, they played in one game against Central Arkansas, he didn't play well in that game, but he had a pretty big, big year in 2019, um, where he, I mean, he had a really big season, I believe they won the national championship, um, so that's, that's great, Trey Lance is, he's 21 years old, 6'3", 227 pounds, that dude, I, he actually might be 20, let me look this up, um, cause I know he is fairly young. Um, let's see. I have it written down as 20, 21. Alright, no, he's 20. Um, uh, but his, and, and his birthday's on May 9th. So, he'll be 20 on draft night. Um, and, and the thing with Trey Lance, like, his biggest strength is his physical tools. He's got one of the stronger arms in the class. He has phenomenal arm strength. Um, he can drive the football down the field. Um, and, and he can drive the football outside of the numbers. I think that is probably w- one of the best things he does as a passer, driving the ball outside the numbers with velocity. Um, when he throws outside the numbers, it's really impressive. Um, and his arm strength is, is really incredible. And then um, he's one of the best rushing quarterbacks in that class. It's probably either him or Justin Fields. I would lean more towards Trent Lance in that regard because – you know, he ran the ball more. Um, he's a more powerful runner. I don't know if he's as fast as Justin Fields, uh, but he has. He just has more experience running the ball because North Dakota State 
ran a like they ran a run heavy offense and they had a lot of design quarterback runs. Um, he's a powerful runner. He's got speed. Um, he's just a, a very mobile quarterback and he provides a lot of value as a rusher. So he's he's a tremendous athlete and I and I actually think he can be one of the better dual threat quarterbacks in the NFL. I think the the two best mobile quarterbacks in the league are Lamar Jackson and um, Kyler Murray. And I think that just as a rusher, um, Trey Lance can be up there with those two guys uh, at the next level. Now, um, his value as a rusher makes him an, an, an extremely intriguing prospect because as a passer, he's got really impressive physical tools. And then you combine that with his mobility and his rush and his rushing ability. Like he has a pretty high floor. Like he has a relatively high floor due to the value he brings as a rusher um, and, and due to his arm strength. So I think he's a high upside guy. I think um, if he can put it all together, like his upside is pretty high, but um, he, he, you can always use him in a run-heavy run offense where you're running a lot of cor- design quarterback runs. Um, I think at the very least, he could do that. Um, I also believe he can be a really effective as a deep ball thrower. Now, I know... Um, his accuracy wasn't the greatest in 2019, uh, but he's got the arm strength, and, and look at his tape. There's a lot of nice throws from him where he's throwing the ball deep down the field. Um, I don't think he's one of the better deep ball throwers in this class, uh, but I think he can be effective at that uh, in the NFL. He's also experienced playing under center and in shotgun formation, so um, he can play in a, in a lot of different schemes. I think he would be great in San Francisco, where they run a lot of play action, they run the ball a lot, he can, he can throw a lot of crossers, um, and with his arm strength, I think they would be able to attack attack the defense deep down the field more than they have been with Jimmy Garoppolo. He's also uh, very effective on zone reads and design quarterback runs, that goes with his mobility that I was discussing earlier. Um, he, he can make throws on the run with accuracy, I think there were flashes of that on his film. Um, one of his biggest strengths, along with his physical tools, is his decision-making. He rarely makes questionable decisions, which is reflected by his zero interceptions during the 2019 season. I mean, he, his first pick came this season against Central Arkansas. Um, so he went an entire season without throwing an interception. That's impressive. Even even with him not attempting a lot of passes, uh, that's still impressive. He just he doesn't make a lot of bad decisions. And that's a great quality to have for a, for a prospect. Um, he's also 20 years old. Like, he is extremely young. So, he's got a lot of growing to do. But he's 20 years old. So, like, he could easily develop into um, a phenomenal quarterback at the next level. Alright, let's get into his weaknesses. First off, he played in a run-heavy offense. So, he attempted less than 300 passes during um, the 2019 season. So, 300 pass, like he attempted less than 300 passes. That is a low amount of attempts. So, he just doesn't have a lot of experience throwing the football. Um, that's one concern. Um, and he, he only played one game this season. And he did not play very well. He performed per, uh, poorly as a passer uh, during that during that game. Just didn't look very good. Um, he's really effective throwing outside of the numbers and deep down the field, but you don't really see much else from him. I, I would like to see him attack the middle of the field more, and that's not really all his fault. Um, I think the offense, 
the offense was not extremely complex at North Dakota State, um, and so they didn't really ask him to do too much. So that's not really all his fault, but I do want to see him be more effective in the short game and attacking the middle of the field. Um, his processing speed needs to improve. Um, I think guys like Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson, they, they have, like, their processing speed is really good. And Trey Lance is just not at that level as a processor. Um, so he needs to improve in that regard. And since he practically didn't play this season, it's really hard to gauge his development. It's really hard to kind of project where where he'll be in the future um, because, you know, he just didn't really play this season. I know he played one game, but that's only one game. So we didn't get to see uh, how he was able to progress from game to game, uh, which sucks, but that's the situation we're dealing with with COVID. Um, I, I like Trey Lance. Uh, I don't think... Um, he's a top two quarterback in the class. I, I know that, um, Daniel Jeremiah really, really likes Trey Lance. I think he has high upside. There are, are, are some things that I really like about his game. The physical tools, they pop on his film. Um, the athleticism is great. I think he'll be able to extend plays in the next level. The decision-making is great. Uh, but his accuracy numbers during the 2019 season were just not not like they just weren't where they need to be for him to be one of the, the top two quarterbacks in this year's draft and I can actually pull them up let me look at them um I can pull them up and these numbers are from PFF so let me pull them up they were really bad I, I didn't realize how bad his accuracy was during the 2019 season uh, but the numbers were pretty they were pretty rough to be completely honest and let's see. Alright, passing. Alright, so with no pressure. Actually, hold up. I thought these were... Never mind. I thought his numbers were really, really bad. For some reason, I thought they, they were bad. Let me see. Maybe I'm wrong. Because I'm pretty sure I looked at them when they... And, and the, the passing grades under pressure weren't very good. Maybe Maybe I'm just wrong. Because, like, with no pressure, his grade was 91.2. Under pressure, it was 75.1. When he wasn't blitzed, he had a passing grade of 90.4. And when blitzed, he had a passing grade of 84. So, um, those are pretty good. And, like, uh, with no pressure, he had an adjusted completion percentage of 75.1. And when he wasn't blitzed, he had an adjusted adjusted completion percentage of 74.9. Um, and under pressure, his adjusted completion percentage was 50, and when he was blitzed, it was 67. So, not bad. Uh, for some reason, I thought his passing grades, uh, like under pressure, no pressure, not blitzed, and when he was blitzed, weren't great. That's just not the case. Uh, maybe I need to look at some other things. I'm looking at all these now. Um... Had a few really rough games. He had a lot of games where he just played poorly in 2019. Like UC Davis had a had a grade of 58 from PFF. Uh, Illinois State had a grade of 63.5. James Madison 51.2, and UC Davis 58. Um, that's rough. Now uh, Trey Lance, um, I really like him. Uh, I think he's good. He's young. Uh, it's gonna. I, I think that teams are gonna have a hard time taking him very high in the draft because they haven't seen him play a, a, a full season in a year, um, and you know he's just 
not a big name like Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields. So I think, I think, um, and even really Zach Wilson. So I think Trey Lance will end up being the fourth quarterback taken in the class. I like him. I like his potential with his physical tools and and the decision making. I don't think his film is as clean as the top three at their peak. Uh, like it, when you look at at all these like at these four prospects, best film. I don't think Trey Lance's best film is as good as the other three, um, but I, I like what he brings to the table with his physical tools and his decision making. All right, let's move on to Justin Fields, quarterback from Ohio State. Um, really interesting prospect. Uh, at his peak, he's very good, but before I get into his strengths, let's look at some basic information. He's 21 years old, 6'3", 227 pounds, uh, played at Ohio State, like I said, in the Big Ten Conference. Um, this season, he only played nine games. Usually, they would play, like, usually he would have played, like, 13 or 14 games because they made it to the national championship. Um, so, he didn't get to play that many games because their in-conference schedule was shorter than it usually is. Um, but... Uh, Justin Fields is a polarizing prospect, I'd say. I know a lot of people on Twitter love Justin Fields, and a lot of people don't really like him that much. I'm kind of in the middle with Justin Fields. I think his best film is, like, spectacular, um, but his worst film is, like, undraftable bad. Um, and so, like, that's a kind of, like, a weird... A weird like, he's just a... His evaluation is weird because his film is... There's a lot to like, but there's also a lot to dislike. Um, but uh, I think his biggest strength is his accuracy. He is one of, if not the most accurate passer in the draft. Um, like just watch his first three, his first three games from this season. Like the throws he's making are crazy. The accuracy is off the charts. I actually had a tweet about Justin Fields because uh, I I was watching him last week um and I, I i tweeted his stats from the first three games of the season um and they were just absolutely ridiculous i mean they were unbelievably good so let me look up this tweet um is it there come on let me see yeah, okay, so here were his stats from week one from week one to week three. And this is on a per-game basis. So uh, per game through the first three weeks of the season, he was averaging 302.7 yards, a completion percentage of 87.8, uh, 3.7 touchdowns, and zero interceptions. That completion percentage is insane. I mean, he had a performance against Nebraska in which he, he completed 95% of his passes. Like, that's, that's just crazy. Uh, that's unbelievably good. Um, his accuracy is just off the charts, and I think he's probably the most accurate passer in the draft. He's also a phenomenal athlete. He was rumored to have ran a 4.3 40-yard dash over the offseason. I don't think that's true, uh, but, hey, let's just, you know, like, if so, Let's just assume, for the sake of the of the conversation, that he did run a four three forty. If that's the case, 
that would make him one of the best athletes at the quarterback position in the NFL. Um, like that that would be crazy. If that's actually his time, that's insane. I don't believe it is, but you know, we can dream. Uh like I said, it's a very accurate pass where he can attack all three levels of the field. He's a tremendous deep ball thrower. Um, I think he's one of the one of the better deep ball throwers in the class along with like um, Zach Wilson, Mac Jones. Um, I think he's a very good deep ball passer. He's shown the ability to make accurate throws on the run. Um, he's a, he's a precision passer who has excellent ball placement and accuracy. He can throw with touch and velocity. Um, he, he made a plethora of NFL throws into tight windows against Penn State. I think that was arguably his best performance in college. Uh, I know a lot of people will say Clemson. I think there was an argument that his game against Penn State was his best performance. I mean, he made so many high-level, NFL-level throws in that game. Um, So that was probably my favorite performance from him. At his peak, he is a Tier 1 quarterback in this class. And I think if you're just drafting someone based on potential, Justin Fields is your guy. Um, if he can put it all together at the next level, and if he can work on his on his weaknesses, he can be a top ten quarterback in the NFL. Because, like I said, like his best tape was really really good, but he has a lot of weaknesses in his game that I think are going to hold him back. And let's get into those weaknesses. So, um, he isn't really consistently a poor decision maker, but every few games he'll have some ugly interceptions that concern me and um like his first three games in the season like I said earlier he played extremely well looked like QB2 in this class looked like he had a he would possibly uh push or, or he would possibly make a push uh to be QB1 in this class and then he played Indiana and I've tweeted about that game before I've tweeted clips that was the worst game I have personally ever seen from a top prospect. The interceptions he was throwing in that game were horrendous. He was he, he was just trying to make plays happen, and he was making terrible decisions. Um, he had one interception where Indiana was in a cover three. In Ohio State, they didn't... like Against a cover three, the biggest weakness in a cover three defense is the seam. So usually teams will attack cover three, by running two, two, like running around into each seam. Ohio State didn't do that, and Justin Fields decided to throw into the seam that they were occupying. But in that kind of in that situation, he needed to throw the ball early and with velocity. He didn't do that. He waited too long, held on to the ball far too long, ended up throwing an interception. Then throughout the game, there were two other interceptions where he was just trying to make something happen. Um, and, and, and he was just throwing really, really ugly interceptions. Um, and that Indiana game was one of the worst of his collegiate career. That was a horrible game. He looked awful um, in that performance. But he also looked bad against Northwestern. And just like, I, and Chris Olave wasn't playing in that game. And I think that had a big impact on him. Um, he was also playing, I believe he was playing hurt in that game. Um, it didn't look very good. Uh, just th- there were two performance from hi- two performances from him this season where he just didn't look very good, and that concerns me. So something else that concerns me is is his arm strength. I think he has good arm strength, but it's not great. Um, I don't think it stands up to Trey Lance or Trevor Lawrence, and 
I would argue that Zach Wilson has a better arm than Justin Fields. So I think he probably has like the fourth strongest arm in the class while also being a a like kind of inconsistent as a decision maker. Um, now, one of his biggest issues and probably the biggest issue that concerns me is his processing speed. He takes some really bad sacks because he holds the, onto the ball far too long and he just doesn't navigate the pocket. Um, his processing speed has to get better. It has to improve. It's got to get faster because he, like, at Ohio State, he had a phenomenal offensive line. They blocked really well for him this year. He had a, a lot of time to throw the ball. And that's one reason why he was able to throw the ball so accurately this season. Now, in the NFL, he's not going to have all day to throw the ball. He's going to have to throw the ball um, in under three seconds. Now, he led the league, he led college football in time to throw this season, and that's not good. And his time to throw increased when he was blitzed. That is, that is like a very concerning stat. Um, and, and he just, he's got to make his reads faster. He's got to go through his progressions more quickly. Um, that's something that concerns me. Um, I think he's a better precision passer than Trey Lance. But I see an argument for Trey Lance over Justin Fields. Um, and for, for right now, I would have Justin Fields ranked ahead of Trey Lance as a prospect. But I'm going to watch more of Trey Lance. Um, I've watched all of his games. I'm going to go through them again. I'm going to watch them intently. Um, because, I mean, I will not be surprised if by the time the draft rolls around, I have Justin Fields as my QB4. Now, I like Justin Fields. But, like, Trey Lance is a pretty good prospect in his own right. I think all of these quarterbacks are great. Pro- are, I think they're all great prospects. Um, but, like, this is a really talented class. And so somebody's got to be QB4. And it might end up being Justin Fields because he's the worst decision maker. He's the wor- like, arguably the worst processor. And, and that's concerning to me. And he, ha- and he has the worst arm strength. So by the time the draft rolls around... He might be my QB4. Uh, and, I, and I know I just spent a lot of time talking about his weaknesses, but keep in mind, like his his best tape is great. Um, I think if he can put it all together, he's going to be a phenomenal quarterback at the next level. There are just some things that I fear won't translate at the next level. Um, and, and he's got some things that I think are going to hold him back and will keep him from reaching um, his potential. All right, let's move on to Zach Wilson, quarterback from BYU. Uh, Before I get into him, let me take a drink. All right, Zach Wilson is my guy. Now, a few hours ago, it actually might have been like an hour ago, I uh, posted a tweet. I tweeted uh, a clip of Zach Wilson making a throw on the run. I said, "Um, you know who else can do this in this class? No one. Zach Wilson, QB2. Um, I love Zach Wilson. He is my guy. Um, love him. One of my favorite prospects in the draft. Um, and one of my favorite quarterback prospects that I've ever evaluated. Now, I loved Joe Burrow. Um, I, I thought his, his, tw- his 2019 film is probably the best film I've ever seen. Um, like his 2019 film was so clean. I loved him. I, I was so sure that he uh, that he would end up being a franchise quarterback. And honestly, 
I think Zach Wilson and Trevor Lawrence both might end up being be- might be better prospects. And that's saying something because I absolutely loved Burrow coming out of college. But Zach Wilson, he's a quarterback at BYU, like I said earlier. Um, he's 21 years old, 6'3", 210 pounds. And he he's a very interesting prospect. He's special. Um, he has above-average arm strength. I don't think his arm strength is as good as Trevor Lawrence's, Trevor Lawrence and Trey Lance's, uh, but he has great arm strength. Those guys are just on a whole other level. Um, he can drive the he can drive the ball down the field with velocity. He has an extremely quick throwing motion. Like the way he throws the ball, it's so fluid, it's so clean, it's quick, it looks pretty, and he's extremely comfortable making throws while on the run and off-platform. This is his biggest strength. Um, he can create plays out of the pocket. Um, he can extend plays. And, and he doesn't have to... His base doesn't have to be great. He can make throws off his back foot, off-platform, and his ability to do that is special. And it's Mahomes-esque. Like, he is probably the best play creator um, out of any of the top four prospects in this year's draft. And, and, and that's saying something because I think all of these guys are, are fairly good at making throws outside of the uh, outside of structure. Um, but Zach Wilson is like he's the best, and there's really no contest. He is truly Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers esque in that regard. Um, he has the arm strength to make throws outside the numbers. He is so good at making throws, making accurate throws. Outside the numbers from the opposite hash, I think he was actually, I think he had the highest PFF grade on throws outside the numbers, which is incredible. He also, I believe, had the highest PFF grade on throws into tight windows, which is, you know, that's really impressive. Um, He doesn't have elite speed, um, but he is very elusive, which makes him hard to tackle within the pocket, and he provides value as a rusher. Um, He can throw with touch or velocity. He isn't afraid to test his limits. And he makes throws that other quarterbacks wouldn't even attempt, um, which I like. Now, this can be a blessing and a curse. Um, sometimes it gets him in trouble. But I like it when a guy isn't afraid to test his limits. And Zach Wilson, he's that kind of quarterback. He showcases good touch and ball placement against man coverage. And he makes good decisions against zone coverage. And he's willing to take what the defense gives him. Against Troy this season, Troy ran a lot of cover three. And they they attempted to keep uh, Zach Wilson from being able to attack attack their defense deep down the field. They wanted to keep everything underneath. They wanted him to be conservative. And he did that. He took, a, he, he took what the defense gave him. He threw a lot of short passes. Well, then at the end of the game, Troy ran cover one for a play. And as soon as they hopped into cover one, uh, Zach Wilson made a beautiful, made a perfect throw deep down the field um, along the boundary. It was a, a, perf- a, a great throw, excellent throw. And it was just great to see him do that. Um, he's also number one in, a, in adjusting adjusted completion percentage on throws 20 yards downfield at 67.9%. That's great. He's just extremely accurate. He can make big plays um, out of structure when plays fall apart. He can throw with, uh, with different arm angles. Um, he's got great arm strength. He can attack attack defenses deep down the field. But he's also a quick processor. He goes through his progressions 
quickly. Um, and he just makes so many big throws. I love watching him play, and I think he is going to be a franchise quarterback at the next level. Now, some things that he struggles with. He has an inconsistent base. He doesn't always keep his cleats in the ground, and sometimes he, like, jumps when he throws deep down the field. That's not ideal. I mean, that can impact his accuracy at the next level. That's something he needs to work on. Um, he's not a poor decision maker, um, but sometimes he is a little too he's a little too fearless, which will get him in trouble in the NFL. Uh, Joe Burrow had this issue; he was really fearless. Um, I would rather Zach Wilson be uh, be fearless than be afraid to test tight windows. So I'm I would rather him um, have this issue than him be too afraid uh, to test uh, throws deep down the field. So. Um, I'm, I'm glad that he likes to do that, but um, sometimes he, he, he gets in trouble. And for someone with pretty good arm strength, he tends to underthrow receivers on deep balls. Um, this happened really early on in the season. It got better as the season progressed, but that's something to keep your eye on. Um, he's also a late bloomer. This was his first collegiate season with good production. And also, he played... Um, a pretty weak schedule this season. So that's something that people are going to question about him. I don't really care that he didn't play against top competitions or against top, uh, against top competition because the throws he was making were incredible. Uh, what he was doing was it's translatable. And it's not like he was playing with stars. Like he played at BYU. He had some some nice receivers around him. Uh, nobody that's going to, like, they may, they'll probably get drafted, but it's not like he was throwing to Devontae Smith or Jamar Chase or Chris Olave. Like, he, he was he was playing with guys that were on similar talent level to the, to the teams they were facing. Um, so I'm not going to, I'm not going to, um, like, uh, what's the word I'm trying to say? I'm not going to take credit away from him because of the schedule he, pl- he played because the throws he was making translate to the NFL. Um, I really like Zach Wilson. I think he is a he is a, a phenomenal passer um, with nice value, who provides nice value as a rusher. He's a guy who's going to make, uh, he, he makes the most high-level throws out of anyone in this class. Um, he, he's my QB too. I love him. I hope the Falcons are able to draft him. He is going, I I believe he is going to be a franchise quarterback in the NFL someday. All right, let's get to the man, the myth, the legend, Trevor Lawrence, quarterback out of Clemson. Now, I know I've heard a little bit of chatter on the Twitterverse about, you know, maybe Justin Fields is actually quarterback one in this class. Maybe Zach Wilson's quarterback one. And so I went into, I started watching Trevor Lawrence, and I went went into it thinking, you know, what I see might not be perfect. It, I might actually be, you know, underwhelmed by what I see when I watch his film. So I, I was prepared to be disappointed because a lot of people that have watched him were saying that, like, you know, maybe he's not the best quarterback in the class. Well, um... I'm proud to admit that I was not disappointed, and Trevor Lawrence is the real deal. He's the best quarterback prospect I've ever evaluated, and the quarterback like the the quarterback evaluation process doesn't include just film. You also have to take into consideration um, the full body of work, like what they did throughout their collegiate career, their age, their physical tools, 
all of that combined puts him ahead of everyone in this draft class, and it puts him ahead of everyone in the in the prior drafts or in the drafts prior to this one. He's a better prospect than Joe Burrow. Although Joe Burrow's tw- uh, 2019 film is better than Trevor Lawrence's film from this season, Trevor Lawrence it, he has better arm strength. He's bigger. He, I mean, he's played at an elite level for three seasons now. He received a PFF grade of at least 90 every one of his collegiate seasons. So basically, that just means that he played at an elite level for all three seasons he was in college. That is incredible. Um, he, he's been the number one guy for years now. He has three years of incredible tape. And uh, you just combine his tape with his age, with the physical tools. Like... He, he's so freaking good. Now, he's not the perfect quarterback prospect, but he's, like, as close as we're ever going to see. Trevor Lawrence is awesome. He's the best quarterback prospect I've ever evaluated. I love him. Now, I will say, uh, I grew up in the same town as Trevor Lawrence. We went to the same high school, so you can say that I am, that I'm biased, but let me tell you, I'm not. Like, on this podcast, I, I, I feel as if I haven't been biased with pretty much any topic. I try to not be biased. And if Trevor Lawrence wasn't wasn't a great quarterback prospect, I would say it. Like, I, I don't care. Like, I, I don't care what other people think about my opinions. I'm going to say what I think because I'm comfortable with my opinions. And I watch Trevor Lawrence, and I see, like, a phenomenal quarterback prospect. So I do want to get that out of the way. I do want to say that, um, you can say that I'm biased because I did grow up in the same town as Trevor, um, but promise, like promise, like just trust me. I, I'm not biased. Um, I <laughs> I would have no issue criticizing Trevor Lawrence um, if, if it was necessary, but he's just a stud. So Trevor Lawrence, he's 21 years old, 6'6", 215 pounds, played in the ACC for three years. He has, in my opinion, the strongest arm in the class which allows him to make tight throws, or throws in the tight windows, and he can make throws outside the numbers. Now, he doesn't have the speed of Justin Fields or Trey Lance, but he is mobile, and he's mobile enough to run zone reads and make plays out of the pocket, whether it's running for first downs or making throws on the run. Uh, his deci- his decision-making and ball placement have improved from his junior season. That was a huge issue with him in 2019. Uh, early on in the 2019 season, he was throwing a lot of interceptions, making poor decisions, and the ball placement just wasn't where it needed to be. That wasn't the case this season, this season and his decision-making was a lot better. Um, he showed improvement throughout his, co- his collegiate career, um, and, and I love to see that. Uh, we saw that with, with uh, Zach Wilson. Um, he, like his improvement from last season to this season was incredible. We also saw that with Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow exploded in his final year at LSU, um, and, and he turned into a superstar over one offseason. Um, so I like to see that Trevor Lawrence improved every year of his collegiate career. He can make accurate throws off his back foot. We saw that against Wake Forest. Um, he has everything you want in a quarterback, including size, arm strength, mobility, playmaking, and he has the ability to attack all three levels of the football field. Um, he doesn't make... He doesn't, he doesn't make high-level throws on the run with, like, extreme regularity. Um, and that's one thing I'd like to see him do better. I'd like to see him create plays more often. Uh, but he showed flashes of play creation against Georgia Tech. 
And I think that was arguably his best performance in the season. That game was incredible. Um, like I said earlier, he played at a high level all three years of his collegiate career. His full body of work, his tape, measurements, production, um, it's excellent. He makes so many accurate throws in the tight windows along the boundary on corner routes and out routes. And I think that's like one of his best qualities. Like I have never seen someone um, like be be better, like be so clean throwing out routes and corner routes. I mean, he, he throws them with such good timing um, and arm strength. It's incredible. I mean, I've never seen someone attack, uh, like throw throw the ball outside the numbers better than Trevor Lawrence. And this season, he played at an elite level with an underwhelming offensive line and receiving core. Now, I like Amari Rogers. I think he had like, he had a really good senior bowl, and I think he's going to get drafted. But like when he's your number one receiver, that's not a good thing. Like he he's more of a slot guy. He's like a number two receiver. He should not be your number one, and he was for Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence wasn't throwing to Chris Olave. Trevor Lawrence wasn't throwing to Jamar Chase or Devontae Smith. He was he had the like he had the he did a lot with with little. Like he just didn't have a lot around him in that offense. And so the fact that he was able to, to play at such a high level uh, with the weapons he had that was incredibly impressive. Um, and just like Zach Wilson. His processing speed and decision making are phenomenal. Um, like he, his decision making, the way he processes defense, the speed at which he does it is incredible. Like his timing is awesome, um, and so I have no, I have no doubts about him being able to come into the NFL year one and make high level decisions um, as a rookie. Now, he does have some weaknesses. Like I said earlier, he's not the perfect quarterback prospect. Um, overall, his accuracy was okay this season. Um, against Syracuse, he missed he missed his target on two throws, which should have led to interceptions. Like the throw, the throws he missed were just like he he's got a hit on them. Uh, they weren't bad decisions. Like he made good decisions. He threw the ball with anticipation. He just missed the target, so he's got to clean that up. Um, missed throws like the one. Like the ones versus Syracuse don't happen too often, uh, but it, it is a bit concerning since you don't see anything like that from Justin Fields or Zach Wilson. Um, he doesn't handle blitzes and pressures as well as you'd like. Um, he had a fifty-four point five percent adjusted completion percentage while under pressure this season. That's not great. You'd like to see that improve. Um, but overall, he's an excellent prospect. He's played at a high level for three years now. Um, he's a phenomenal decision maker, a quick processor. He's got the best arm strength in the class. He's got great mechanics. He's got a quick throwing motion. He makes high level throws. He can throw throw the ball outside the outside the numbers. He can attack all three levels of the football field. He's accurate. Um, he's shown improvement every year of his career in college. Uh, he won a national championship. He's played well on the biggest stage in college. I don't know what else you could ask. Uh, from Trevor Lawrence, he is as close to the perfect quarterback prospect as we're ever going to see. I think he's awesome, and he, in my opinion, he is easily QB1 in this, in this year's class. But, yeah, those are my thoughts on all these prospects. Um, I, I love all these guys. I think they're all very, very good quarterback prospects, and I can't wait to see where they get drafted. Um, I've been critical of Justin Fields on Twitter, 
And I just want to say, I don't hope, like, I, I don't want any any prospect at any position to fail. I want everybody to reach their highest potential. I'm just giving you my thoughts about their film and what and what I see when I watch them play. I have like I've been critical of Justin Fields, but I've also said a lot of great things about him. Like I've said that his best film is like tier one quarterback kind of stuff. So um, I just want to say that. And although I'm critical of prospects or I can be critical, uh, it's just because I want to see them be the best they can be. I want everyone to succeed, and I want everyone. Um, to become the best version of themselves that they can possibly be. So those are my thoughts. If you want to tell me your thoughts about my opinion, uh, you can at me on Twitter at the Ryan McCrary. That's the Ryan R Y A N McCrary M C C R A R Y. No spaces. So you can uh, at me and tell me I'm stupid on, on Twitter. Uh, that'd be much appreciated. But that's all I got for today. Let me know what y'all think, and I will see y'all next time. Peace. Oh, <laughs>